Well, good day, everyone, here at Golf WRX and Wisdom in Golf. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, where's Sav? Oh, yeah, that's right. She's not here this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sav is playing a tournament this week in, uh, in Mont, not, not Mont Bruno, in Bromont. Bromont, yeah, that's right. Uh, just south of Montreal. It's a three day event. It's her second uh, um, East Coast tour event. Yeah. And uh, she's um, having a practice round today, and and I knew she would love that golf course. Uh, my wife Nita is is caddying for her this week, and uh, so it's me and Moo, Moo and I, at okay. the helm. Yeah, you know, holding down the fort for the girls, and uh, yeah, apparently the the there's a cut line on this one. There's going to be a cut. Yeah, on this on the, at this turn after the second day. Yeah, I believe so. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sav is uh, feeling comfortable with the golf course. I knew she would, mm-hmm. and she's uh, she's going around the practice round uh, very nicely today. And um, speaking of comfort, that's basically going to be our subject for this uh, for this particular show. Mm-hmm. I, I was speaking to one of my online students this morning. Uh, Mondays and Fridays are my uh, online sessions, so I'm in between two two shifts right now. Yeah, and. Um, had a really good session this morning where um, my particular student um, is having Jekyll and Hyde moments. Yeah. You know, went out one day and everything was firing in all cylinders, just having a great time, just blasting the driver, yeah. hitting solid irons. And, uh, you know, uh, in, in they, they play at a nine-hole course. So at the end of the day, he played nine holes, made two natural birdies, mm-hmm. you know, shot even par. Nice. So he's, uh, like, he's stoked. Yeah, for sure. And then the following round, it was like being careful, mm-hmm. thinking too much, mm-hmm. and uh, not getting into the rhythm. Yeah. And we all have days like that. And bottom line is, A, you have to be comfortable over each ball. So in a round of golf, you basically have 36 full swings. Yeah. You should be able to get comfortable over 36 golf balls before you swing. And if you're not comfortable, that's a problem. Yeah. Because then you can't execute freely. Yeah. You have to be careful. And you got to steer and stick handle and... And then think, you know, yourself into oblivion. And that usually snowballs into some nasty scoring. Yeah. So how do we get you comfortable over every shot? Well, A, we've talked about how you need to manage yourself in a way that you never release toward trouble. And you're... Always picking, um, you know, as far as management's concerned, you're always picking shots that you're capable of doing, mm-hmm. that you've practiced before, and that you've seen before. Right. Okay? And if you haven't seen them before, well, we need to spend some time on the range. That's right. <laughs> yeah. and, and get that done. So yeah. we're, we'll, we'll talk about how we get you comfortable in your practice sessions and what you need to do for that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you need that comfortable that, that that comfort over the shot. You need to pick a shot that you're going to be comfortable with, mm-hmm. and then you use that intermediate point to set yourself up to that shot. Yeah. And then when you're standing over the ball and you're looking into the direction that you 
that you want to send that flight plan, that ball into that flight plan. Yeah. And you look down at the ball, you should feel very comfortable. Yeah. And not just see a ball. You're seeing a golf shot in the process of being executed. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a golf ball that's about to be collected from where it is and delivered into where you want it to end. So what's that going to feel like? What's that going to look like? So are you clear about that? So one of the ways that we get our beginners to be clear is we give them a task that's going to light them up. And like one of those tasks is cutting grass with a grass whip. And your golf club is a natural grass cutting tool. So if you cut grass with the sole of the club with a nice zippy whipping action, you'll feel like, hey, if I cut the stem of this dandelion, the ball's going to get compressed on the face of this club and leap into the air. Yeah. And when you do that enough times on the range with a specific closure on that club face, right? Yeah. You're still in, you're kind of still in that Jekyll and Hyde territory. Yeah. Where, you know, the last time we went out and played, you hit some unbelievable golf shots. Yeah. I mean, you outdrove me by 60 yards on hole number eight. I don't forget that. <laughs> I was a little pissed at that one. I think that one kicked on the cart path a little bit. It was, well, it was right on the left yeah, side but, pretty good. Yeah, but I know. I've hit cart paths before. Yeah. We don't have paved cart paths. Right, yeah. They don't bounce the same way. So yeah. I appreciate you trying to make me feel better, but <laughs> it didn't work. Okay. <laughs> so they're they're crushed stone and, and they they absorb a lot more. Okay. So I'm I'm sitting here with a six iron going into the final hole, fired it right over the flag stick, and it just trickled off the back the same the same way John Rom hits his. Yeah. And uh, you're sitting there with a little sand wedge in your hands down the left side of the rough line and put that at the front of the green and we both walk off with birdie. Yeah, that was fun. Which around. which is very nice. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, I would have really liked that wedge shot <laughs> a lot more than that full out six iron that I had to flush over that flag stick. Although it was very satisfying. Yeah, oh yeah, that, you flew that nicely. But man, I was like I had to put my hand over my forehead and man, look at where Moo is. Oh my gosh. That's so, you know, that's beautiful. Yeah. And off the tee box, mm-hmm. you put an amazing swing on that. I mean, you look comfortable over that ball. That's it. Previous uh, holes off the tee, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was a little nervous. My side vision was affecting my ability to feel comfortable over the ball. Yeah, I felt it, but I didn't know how to adjust it, and I was overthinking. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. So when you don't feel comfortable over your ball, you start panicking. Yeah, you're going. Um, something feels off. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to fix it, so I guess I'm just going to swing anyway. Yeah. Ooh, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So back to our task. And so when you've got that task of, let's say, my favorite task with the driver is taking the tip of that tee mm-hmm. and whipping it, you know, clipping the tip of the tee with the sole of the club and sending it twice the height of the trees yeah. in the direction I want that ball to go. So I'm seeing out tumbling through the air yeah and i'm feeling that that lovely sling through the tip of the tee to make it tumble in the air so that's my task yeah and i want to feel that it's going to be really easy for me to do it feels like i already have 
an existing flow of momentum that's going to allow me to do that. And with the irons, it feels like it's a, the stem of the dandelions uh, along the surface of the ground. Yeah. And I'm feeling that when I deliver that action, I already have a built-in feel in the release of what it's going to feel like. Yeah. So that's the question I have for you now is, when you're about to deliver your shot into the picture, yeah. do you have a clear feel of okay. what that's going to be? Um, that's what I've been struggling with this year. Yeah. Uh, just finishing the swing and yeah. being able to feel like, yeah, this is going to go in the flight plane that I see it. Yeah. And then when I get over the ball, I'm looking down. Um, sometimes it feels good and I, I'm, I'm sure of myself. Yep. And then sometimes I'm like, well, oh, maybe it's just, this might be okay or it might, it might yes. work. So it's like, there's, there's a little bit of him and ha yes. the ball. Yes. And, um, I'm sure I'm training that to be on the other side where it's like I'm comfortable, I know this is going to work, yeah. and I'm not going to overthink this, this shot or micromanage it. So when you're approach, approaching the ball, are you approaching the ball with a task in mind, a task that you're about to send to the target? Yeah, I've been utilizing the bat, the battering ram a lot more. Okay. Yeah, because I, uh, I find that one helps me stay. If I'm drawing a draw, I use that heavily, and it helps me you know, stay inside to come through inside. Inside to out. Okay, for the yeah. Draw, for the draw. So you know how to line up your battering ram. Yeah. Okay, it. so yeah. you on our premium channel at wisdomandgolfpremium.com, which, by the way, is only nine ninety five a month, 10 bucks a month, there's a, a wonderful uh, set of drills that we have. You know, yeah. they're, they're videos on all the different kinds of drills that we use, and they relate very much to our tasks, and one of them is called the battering ram drill. And it's uh, an amazing drill for lag. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see Sean's favorite drill, mm -hmm. part one and part two, and with the woods and the, and the driver. So we have four already of that, which is another wonderful series. And it's virtually the same thing, except a different way of seeing it and experiencing it. Right? That's right, yeah. So you're going to gravitate towards something that suits you. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so you got your battering ram, and, and from my observation, you need to anchor that battering ram. Yeah. And anchoring it means, you know, so uh, David Ledbetter had a, a, um, a, a drill that he used to use a while back with Nick Faldo, and I remember Nick Faldo practicing this drill at a, at a PGA Tour event that I went to see at uh, the TPC at Avenel, okay. and, uh, which is in the Washington area. And he would uh, take his normal setup, yeah. hinge his wrists straight up, mm -hmm. then rotate his forearms and hands uh, clockwise into his, you know, into his uh, backswing, yeah. 90 degrees, where the shaft of the club was pointing parallel to his target line. Okay. So if you were hitting draw, that shaft of the club for you as a lefty would aim more to the left. Yeah. And as a righty, it would aim more to the right. Correct. And I, I was showing this to my student this morning mm -hmm. because he wasn't completing his backswing to the point where the top of the backswing did not match the direction he wanted to send the ball in. Right. And it was short-circuiting his ability to deliver his task. Yeah. So if you're hitting a draw as a lefty, you want to start it to the left of the target and draw it back to the target. Correct. So you're taking your battering ram and you're lining it up to the left of the intermediate point. Yeah. 
and then you want to feel because it's a battering ram, you're generating some nice momentum. So you want a nice flow of momentum to deliver the ram yeah. to the left of the intermediate point. Correct. And because you've practiced it enough, you realize that, hey, it's really hard to hang on to the to the club head. You can't lag it all the way through. Yeah. If you stay with the direction that you want the ball to start on, your head can't move forward. Right. And because your head can't move forward, it's going to anchor that release. Yeah. Good. So now, you know you've got a battering ram moving in that direction. You know you've got a grip club relationship. And that's the, the next question is, yeah. when you allow that battering ram to release that way, do you feel like your club face is closed enough that the ball's going to come back? Yeah, I've been a, doing a good job of uh, keeping that face in the right uh, closure, right? And good. It's been consistent now. So if you stay with it, it'll draw. Yeah. If you don't stay with it, it stays straight, or it stays left. Sorry, it's gonna stay left and slice. Yeah, that's it. Right. So yeah. I've I've seen you be a little Jekyll and Hyde with that. Yeah. Not too many people have to deal with the kind of clubhead speed that you generate. Yeah. And the 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 lower the club speed, the more accurate you're going to have because the less spin you put on the ball. Right. But when you're dealing with 130 miles an hour club speed, yeah, it's a that's in a whole new realm. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why you're playing those those Callaway low spin. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Chrome Soft X. Chrome Soft X S L S. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very um, that didn't stay enough. That didn't stay in the air enough for me. The Chrome Soft X is mine. Yeah. <laughs> you can have the LS ones. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of those. They, <laughs> they've helped me a lot this season. Big time. Yeah. So we have a task. So let's say you're cutting grass mm-hmm. for the beginners in the audience. And you want to cut grass in the direction that you want to start the ball. And then you observe the flight. So if you cut, you know, five in a row, you whip through the dandelion stem, the ball hits the face and leaps into the air. Mm-hmm. And five in a row as a right-handed player, the yeah. ball goes, starts right, stays right, and he actually slices a bit. Yeah. Well, all you need to do is close the face and feel like when you're cutting that dandelion stem, you're cutting it from toe to heel. Okay. Right? You're mm-hmm. sawing through the stem from toe to heel, and you feel like, mm-hmm. as a righty, the ball's going to go left. And then you proceed to just whip through the dandelion stem and observe the flight. Yeah. So if you do five in a row with a very close face and all five are going dead straight, yeah. you know that's the recipe. That's it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So now you have an ability to predict, yeah. which means when you set up over the ball on the golf course, mm-hmm. you say, hey, man. Close like this, I did it five and five times in a row. It just goes straight. That's right. So all I got to do is just cut the dandelion stem that way, mm-hmm. and Bob's my uncle. That's it. And so that gives you clarity. Yeah. And it gives you confidence. And clarity comes from the ability to predict. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, when I do that, I feel that the ball will do this in the air, and it'll do what I want it to do. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy, can you play golf now. So would you train the mind to visualize um, so you're, you're consistent with that? So you're not constantly yes. being careful? So so you, when you evaluate your round of golf, so let's say we, okay. we evaluate your nine, the nine holes we played together. Okay. And um, let's say we go to shot number two. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, tee shot on hole number two. Tee shot hole number two, yeah. Well, you blocked it into the trees to the left. Yeah. And you had to punch out. Yeah. So... You were standing over that 
ball. Yeah. And were you comfortable? No. I just felt my alignment was too far right. And then I felt like I came across it. Mm. I came across it and I was trying to release towards the fairway. And then my but path, you, my but, path. But you me. thought the alignment was too far right, so you are, you were already making compensations for that. Yeah, yeah. So right? Yeah, that's it, yeah. So was it side vision? Side vision was definitely affected because as I was looking down the ball, I, I just felt like it was not matching to, right. to staying with the fairway. And sometimes that'll happen. That's why using an intermediate point, which you're very good at, by the way. Yeah. Using an intermediate point is very key because – Oftentimes you get on the tee box and the and the the, the tee markers are lined up in the trees. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it throws right? yeah, it yeah. throws your whole sight lines off. Yeah, yeah. And you know we have enough of a hard time as golfers trying to keep the ball in play. Yeah. And so you know to have that to deal with. Yeah. That's why it's so important to use an intermediate point, even when you're on the mats and you're you know I, I can see some of you out there and you're these mats are lined up in the center of the range. And you say, well, I want to go to that target down the left-hand side. Mm -hmm. And so you turn toward that target, and you do it by feel, and Mm -hmm. the sight lines are completely off. Yeah. Plus your side vision's completely off. That is a big, fat waste of time to try and hit that shot. How do you overcome or block out that stimulus? You have to use a very defined intermediate point. Okay. Or an alignment rod. Okay. Don't waste a moment without lining that sucker up properly because right away you're you're going to confuse your brain and uh instill some some heavy duty doubt into the machine yeah for absolutely nothing yeah you waste a shot right there yeah yeah and, and then you're you're throwing a loop you're throwing a wrench in your confidence loop yeah that's true so always have an intermediate point mm-hmm. always feel comfortable and sure-footed over the shot yeah and so if not Okay, it's time to do some task work on the golf course. Yeah. Cut through dandelion stems over the intermediate point that way, see what happens, see what happens, and then tune that until you see a ball that's flying the way you want to. Right. And then see how you needed to organize yourself mm-hmm. in order for that to happen. Okay. So the the other, you know, um, homework I gave my student yeah. is Goldilocks the setup so you can do this in your backyard you don't even have to hit a shot Mm -hmm. you grab a seven iron and you put a ball down Mm -hmm. put an intermediate point in front of the ball and say okay i'm gonna send this over that flower pot there Mm -hmm. and draw it over to that little shrub right so flower pot to shrub there's your flight plan yeah and you use your intermediate point to help you into there Mm -hmm. and you just set up and you say okay if I make a swing in that direction, I cut my dandelion stem in that direction. Yeah. Does it feel like it's going to do what I want it to do? And sometimes you'll step in there and you go, I, if it feels like I won't, it's, I'm going to have a hard time to do this. Yeah. It's one of four things. Okay. Your ball position, mm-hmm. your distance to ball, mm-hmm. um, your levels, mm-hmm. your posture yeah, yeah. and your grip club relationship. Um, and of course, let's add alignment to that. Of course, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So if you feel that your alignment's off, it'll usually right out of the gate affect your ball position. Yeah. So if your alignment's off and you're trying to hit the shot anyways, then for sure your ball position's off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because if you're lined up too far to the right, you'll have to move the ball up in your stance 
to get the ball to to not go too far right. Correct. The problem is now you because you're lined up to the right, mm-hmm. your body's in the way. Yeah. So, you know, using an intermediate point and using some alignment rods mm-hmm. to, you know, set yourself up parallel to the ball and intermediate point is a really, really good idea. And bring them out on the golf course, right? So if, yeah. if you're struggling with alignment, when you go out for a practice round, you go out with a, you know, for a round with your buddies, yeah. say, hey, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use alignment rods for this round as a, as a practice tool yeah. so that I'm, I'm lined up properly. And you realize, hey, this looks like it's lined up. Yeah. You step into the shot and you feel, this is off. Yeah. But then you go back in your mind, you say, no, no, no. The alignment rod's perfect. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm lined up parallel to where I want it to go. So my side vision screaming at me right now. Yeah. So if I'm going to use this alignment to hit the shot, yeah. I need to play the ball position here mm-hmm. for me to pull this off. You just found the right ball position. You're right. Yeah. And then distance to ball falls in. Yeah. And then grip club relationship falls in. Mm-hmm. And now you're ready to execute your task. Right? Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of micromanaging. And it's, it's well, at first, yeah. but then you look at the comfort level that you do. So if you do a little bit of that work, let's say five minutes of, of that prediction process before you start hitting balls okay. on the range, okay, you'll find your routine on the range will, will become very good very quickly. Right. Your warm-ups will improve a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll feel like you're going to be able to translate that to the golf course. Right. And then when you look at the shot that you're going to hit, yeah. you say, okay, like that drive you had on eight. Yeah. Because you put such a good swing on that. Uh, and you've, it, it, you had to be comfortable over that ball. Yeah. So. Yeah, we just went over just alignment real quick. And then uh, you told me a path to just stay with. If you're going to make a mistake, you want it to be too far right yeah, that's for it. you than yeah. too far left. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's no harm doing going right. I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. 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 And then you were able to stay with it, and the yeah. ball went down the left center. Yeah. And, um, my gosh, it was long. Yeah. So, the when you get on the golf course, mm-hmm. uh, my student this morning said, you know, on, on those nine holes, he felt comfortable over every ball. Yeah. And you're going to have days like that. Yeah. And then, for some reason, the next day... Uh, you know, you got things on your mind. Uh, you get to the golf course and you're kind of, you know, um, I'm trying to use a, a polite term, <laughs> uh, half butting mm-hmm. instead of, you know, half butting yourself uh, into your routines and, and trying to move quickly. I see too many of, of you out there um, trying to get your, your warm up over with too quickly. Like you just want to get to that rhythm or that tempo yeah. too, like you're rushing to. You're the, rushing to, yeah. yeah, and you're rushing through. So you, you roll a ball down, you don't even pick a target, and you swing. Right. And then you wonder why you chunked it or you topped it or whatever. Yeah. And you Or you wonder why the ball didn't go in the direction that you wanted it to, and you go, okay, here we go again. It's yeah. going to be one of those days. Yeah, yeah. That's right? Really, yeah, I see that a lot. So... You know, you say, okay, even if I'm I'm starting with some wedge shots, I'm going to go, there's my landing spot there at 50 yards out. There's my intermediate point to get me to that landing spot. Mm-hmm. 
let me set up. So you're warming up your brain and body simultaneously. Right. Okay. It's just not, you know, not mindlessly grab a ball and whack it. It's true. So it's important that your warm-ups are clear and that that'll translate a lot better when you get to the golf course. I found the swing caddy helps me with that right with my warm-ups. Oh yeah. Finding the tempo that I need and getting relaxed. You're not trying to forcefully. The, the swing caddy is a, a tool that uh, has a nice shorter, f- more flexible shaft and it's got a, a magnetized chamber at the end of the shaft Yeah, that does a clicking sound mm-hmm. when, um, when you when you release, that's right? It. Yeah, that's it. So you're looking for that clicking sound towards your target? Yeah, and it gets me in rhythm as well, too. So it, it already gets you minded through the ball. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. huge. Yeah. So if you can warm up with that through the ball thinking process, yeah, stay in the direction that you want to swing into. That's right. Anchor those releases. Yeah. And you go, hey, man, every time I stay with it, I get a beautiful draw and... It's going in, you know, it's going in a really nice direction. Yeah. Now you have something to play with. Yeah, that's right. So, um, man, it's just a matter of time for you. Mm-hmm. And for all of you listening, you know, the the routine is, A, without a flight plan, you can't set up. If you can't set up, well, <laughs> the swing is going gonna, is gonna to be non-existent. It's going to be a, you know... Ball default bonanza. There's no way you can get to a target because you aid and pick one. Yeah. And you're forcing yourself to swing at the ball. Correct. All right. So fat shots, shank shots, uh, early release, mm-hmm. you know, losing your lag, you name it, it's going to be there. Yeah. And uh, it'll be a self-fulfilling prop- prophecy right out of the gate. Yeah, that's right. So we get target... Intermediate point into target, task through the intermediate point into that picture. Yeah. And then massage a nice feel in there. Feel how you want to deliver in there. Do you want you don't want to deliver harshly? Yeah. You don't want to deliver with forcefulness? No. Y- you know, you want to feel like, hey, I, I have I feel like I already have a nice flow of momentum and it's like it feels unstoppable and it wants to go in the direction I want that ball to go. So Big I'm just time. a witness now. Big time, yeah. And we're just going to let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you, that's where you'll find the zone. Yeah. That's where you'll, you, you know, you look at John Rahm and Patrick Cantley and how they did this weekend. Yeah. And there's no way they were thinking about their golf swings. No. Not a chance. No. Right? Yeah, so true. And you can always tell when you're looking at a tour player fidgeting and nervous and uh twi- you know twitching over the shots and yeah. backing off and you know they're thinking yeah yeah they're they're not they're not in the shot right now they're in where's my body part position yeah that's 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 that I got to make sure I hit so I don't have a so I don't have my bad miss yeah or my big miss that's right right yeah. so um they're that's micromanaging there and so, um, hey, this is this is where we need to go. Mm-hmm. We need to get comfortable. And um, once we got that comfort over the shot and we start, you know, and, and that's where, you know, the, the question I had this morning was, uh, well, what if you do miss? Mm-hmm. I said, okay. If you miss and you felt comfortable over the shot and you stayed with it, 
That's yeah. like, okay, you're standing in front of a dartboard. Yeah. And you're going for the bullseye and you're feeling good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't have too many, you know, alcoholic beverages in you. Yeah. You're feeling, you know, at ease and yeah. you're not thinking about the office and you're just having fun with your buddies. And we're going for that bullseye and yeah. you just miss it. Yeah. Did you do anything wrong? No, you didn't. So, so what do you do about that? You just move on. Take another swig of that alcoholic beverage, <laughs> grab another dart, and let's move forward, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing there. Your brain, as soon as you hit that shot, yeah, your brain knows what was missing if you did miss it, mm -hmm. and you'll be licking your chops if it came off the way you wanted it to feel. Yeah. You know, when you, when you ripped through the shot yeah. and it felt just amazing, you felt like, oh, that's the release right there. Yeah, yeah. And then you just know. Mm -hmm. You look up and you know that ball is going to be all over that flagstick. Yeah, big time. And uh, so that's a great field to have. Yeah. Or, you know, when you see John Rom hit a shot and he rolls his eyes mm -hmm. and he turns away and the ball's 10 feet from the flag, just a little left. Yeah, and he knows he got he got away with something. Yeah, but it's so streamlined at that point. That feel is right there, and the brain, I guarantee you, knew what was missing. Yeah, that's he's it. just a little ticked off. Yeah, yeah, that he wasn't able to pull it off. And you think about it, Ben Hogan, that's one of the side. yeah one of the best ball strikers who ever lived, only hit about six shots to his personal satisfaction. Right, it's like you're not a robot. You're not, Heck be, no. you're not going to be hitting it perfect at right. the time, right? And that, that shot that Patrick Cantlay hit, the second shot on the final hole, yeah. that was just a gorgeous six iron just below the hole. Yeah. He was thinking, oh, my lie is sitting up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've got I've to swing through this way so the ball doesn't hit t too high in the face. Yeah. And I end up short, right? Yeah. And so he knew exactly what feel was supposed to happen. Yeah, because he said... And he pulled it off. This is the best shot I hit all week. He's got a, a, tons of shots in his library because of all the experience, right? Right. So, he, so he's got an idea of what he needs to do for each shot. Like Yes. Yeah. Like, so you, you're able to identify the lie. That's it. And then from the lie and the flight plan that you need, you know what you need, where you need to put this ball. And he says, I need to put this... Mm -hmm. Like I need this tight because John Rahm's got a putt coming back for Eagle. Yeah. And I bet you he makes it because this is the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So I have, I need a moment right now. So yeah. in order for me to do that, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. And with this lie, I need to catch the ball. You know, he already knew how he was going to swing through that shot. Yeah. That's visualization right there. Oh, and that's how you play golf. Yeah. That that's is, the fun part, right? That's the fun part. You see the moving picture before it happens, yeah. and you know what to do. You know how to deliver, and, and that's where a lot of people get stuck up and go, okay, i got to make sure I don't hit it high in the face. Yeah. Now you're just thinking about a ball being high in the face. That's it, yeah. Versus when I deliver that shot out there from this setup, mm -hmm. I won't hit it high in the face. I'm going to hit it flush. Yeah. So he's feeling a flush shot there. Right. He was cognizant that he could hit it high in the face because he had such a good lie. Yeah. Because of sitting up in the zoysia grass. Yeah. Zoysia, you got to love that sound, huh? <laughs> There's in the south, they have these zoysia fairways at some of the top country clubs. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you drive your cart over that, yeah. it shimmies the cart back and forth. Really? Like oh, water? Yeah, like, a, like a carpet. 
Oh. It's like a magic carpet ride, man. That's I tell a, you, it's so cool. That's hilarious. Because it's got, you know, the grain is moving. It's got an ebb and flow to the grain. Mm-hmm. When the ball hits on that, it doesn't roll very far. Yeah. And it sits up so perfect. Yeah. I mean, you, you just, you know. It's, an, it's a golfer's dream. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful surface to hit, hit shots from. Yeah. But you can't, you can't hit it high in the face. It's, it'll grab, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there's a very specific way you got to hit shots from there. Yeah, you got to be a smart player about it. Well, you just have to have that experience, right? Yeah, like you said. Yeah, yeah. You got to hit a few shots off that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's the kind of interview I lo- I love to hear, and it's like when you hear the commentators. Yeah. And um, they go into these. Well, look at his. He didn't do this very well with his swing, and notice how he. He came out of that shot, and his elbows were doing this. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going, okay. Any six-year-old can look at a swing and say, "Look at these body positions." It's like opening the comic strip in the in the Sunday paper, yeah. and where it's where you have two caricatures mm-hmm. that look the same, and they say, "Spot the seven differences between the two. <laughs> Any observant person be able to do that. Yeah. But the thing is, is what your body parts were reacting and responding to what you saw. Yeah. And what you were afraid of or what you were striving for. Right. Right? Yeah. So I want to hear the commentator say, and that's when I, hey, this is what their target is. They're, they're aiming right here at the tower, and they're going to draw it off the, the TV tower mm-hmm. and draw it back toward the flagstick. And that's, you know, typically what we've been seeing today. Yeah. And expect this shot from this individual because they draw the ball very well. That's it's right. part of their, you know, they know how to draw the ball. Yeah. Like Corey Connors, he's a good right. drawer. Yeah. Yeah. So that, then I, then you can really see the body language Yeah. and how it responds to that. And when the body language d- doesn't respond properly, you know, something wasn't right at address before they hit the shot. Yeah. That's it. They were not comfortable over the ball. Yeah. They were being distracted by something. Yeah. Or they got stuck in the moment, mm-hmm. thinking in the future, mm-hmm. thinking about, hey, what if I miss? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And those are the, the little demons that we have to deal with. That's it, yeah. And that's what Sav is learning how to deal with, with those demons being in competitive golf now. Yeah. And that comes from the ability to predict mm-hmm. and then being comfortable over the shot. When you're comfortable over the shot and you know that if you just stay with your task, you know something good's going to happen. Yeah. Boy, that's fun to play. Yeah. Then, then you can really, you know, let it go and and put a free swing on it. Yeah. So, um, and then it, you know, as far as short game is concerned, too, you look at John Rahm, the last uh, chip shot he made. Mm-hmm. He could easily have putted that. Yeah. But there were inconsistencies in that little six inches of rough that the ball had rolled into. Yeah, that's it. And he needed to land the ball on a more consistent surface mm-hmm. to be able to put it in the hole. Yeah. And take out a few variables. But you I mean you're chipping downhill here. Yeah. And so you can you really see how he had full mastery mm-hmm. of his short game. Yeah. He the was bunker no shots he hit were spot on. Mm-hmm. So again that's Ex- prediction. Yeah, an experience, yeah. Yeah. Um, he knows how the surface is going to receive that chip, mm-hmm. and he knows where that where he needs to land the ball in order to put that ball in the hole. I mean, he had to put it in. Yeah, yeah well. and, and I just I just love seeing that kind of golf where 
the two guys are distancing themselves from the field yeah. and trying to beat each other. Yeah. It's like their own match or their own tournament. They're in their own little world, yeah. and that's where you see top-level golf. Yeah. As opposed to um, a guy in the lead, and uh, he starts misfiring. Yeah. And then the guy behind them is trying to manage his game, and then it's whomever makes the least amount of mistakes wins. Yeah. That's less interesting. Yeah, that's true. Right? And that's... You know, you could see a couple of guys thinking in the future and, you know, but we all have to go through that. Yeah, some guys have to experience it the hard way. Those are the dues. Yeah, those are the dues you have to pay. Mm -hmm. And you got to know how to win ugly. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's a win with the D. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, very cool. So, as far as, you know, we got one month left here, you know, as far as our golf is concerned. And and then... um, our gear, our, our simulators, we got uh, my GC quad from Foresight is going to be completed with a full computer. Uh, well, I got, I got the computer, but with a full projector and screen. Yeah. And then on top of that, we're adding we're, right next to it, it's going to be a GC Hawk full-blown. Yeah, nice setup. Fully loaded. Yeah. Over 50 golf courses in there. Nice. So we'll have two full-blown simulators being installed on October 4th. We have a new GC three coming yeah. from foresight yeah hasn't been seen yet right. hasn't been unveiled yet but it's coming out this fall yeah and bushnell is going to be um licensing the product okay so keep your eyes peeled all of you out in the u.s uh bushnell in canada it's still foresight canada that's going to be doing the deal and you'll have to buy it up front but it's it's less than half of, it, of the gc quad it's yeah. awesome yeah. And it includes a license and everything else. So you you'll be able to do a top-notch simulator for under 15,000 Canadian dollars. Yeah. Um instead of about 40k. Yeah. For a for a, a an at-home setup yeah. with a GC Quad or a, a GC Hawk. And so um and and they'll have a deal where you'll pay monthly. Oh, that's right, financing it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's nice. yeah. yeah, so they'll have a monthly deal. A subscription based. That's good. That's smart. That's really smart. Yeah. So I mean, the age of, you know, now that um, you look at technology, mm-hmm. it's fully infiltrated now. Oh, it's taken. Everybody off. wants it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it is such a great help in developing your swing. Yeah, big time. Yeah, it, it helped me in the major way this went this past one. Right. Yeah. It really turbocharges your ability to learn. Yeah. And so when you're able to. Um, you know, learn with a proper golf simulator. Yeah. And uh, that, especially indoors, not every simulator does well indoors. Yeah. And, um, it's funny how the GC quad is so precise. It's, it's within 1% of what the track man numbers are outside. Yeah. Golf when it comes to distance. Golf WRX, uh, put out an article recently rating the, the, the most popular yeah. golf simulators and GC quad was first and Rapsodo was third. Actually, really, yeah, and then uh, second was um, well, it must have been Trackman. Um, uh, yeah, thir- second was Trackman. Yeah, and fourth was um, Flight Scope. The Flight Scope. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but so, yeah, it's good to see that we have two in the top five, uh, two of the simulators with the Rapsodo and the GC Quad. Yeah, well, we use the Rapsodo outdoors. Yeah, uh, because indoors it doesn't do very well. It, it they make it 
vendors, but yeah, it's not enough information to work right. With yeah, and then they use GPS. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it. it's that there's a lot packed into that. Yeah, unit. you get a spray cone there, so you get an idea of where your shots are landing, which is really pretty neat. And, and it uh, it does a Google map yeah. of your range and your golf course. Yeah, yeah, and which is really important for you because yeah, you know the range. We have a, a tree line that's at 300 yards, and then we have an opening where we have our practice holes. Yeah, that goes deep, you know, down to 775 yards. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to, you know, you're hitting shots into the tree lines back there. Yeah, yeah. And so we use Rapsodo and we can see how deep you went into that tree line. Exactly. It, it is so you, cool. Yeah, it gives you a nice carry. Going, you know? oh, that's, not my, that's not my ball flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So technology is going to be huge. Yeah. And then we have a putt view. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. That's for setup which is how to be comfortable over your putt. Yeah. And I'm telling you, listeners out there, it's so easy to get comfortable over the putter, and you got to spend the time to do that because there's so many strokes to save mm-hmm. when it comes to putting. Yeah. And just, you know, um, you had inherited from my, my ping putter. Yeah, yeah. And now, um, you know, you've been rolling the ball with my two-ball putter. Yeah. It's a two-ball ten. And we realized that uh, because of your long arms, that 36-inch putter was too long. Yeah, yeah. And um, we went to a 35-inch putter, and it's absolutely perfect. It's way better, yeah. I feel. And way you more started better. rolling putts in the hole. Yeah. I mean, it made all the difference. Your yeah. speed control. Yeah, that's it. Um, striking it in the center of the face. And the, the roll that you were producing off the putter was so beautiful. And the weighting is different on on it, too, yeah. compared to the ping one. That And it just fits well for me. It does. It does. So um, looks like we're going shopping, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> One of the last little details that we haven't uh, had a chance to do for Moo this year. So um, we're going to have a nice Odyssey fitting center. That's right, yeah. With that putt view, uh, that putt simulator. That's going to be and, awesome. Oh, man. Well, I just can't wait for this. You know what? Yeah. It's like usually this, when the snow comes for a golf pro, they're kind of dreading the winter. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It's going to be an exciting... Uh, an exciting winter, and it's it, we're gonna put the we're gonna dot the i's and cross the t's on yours and Savvy's and so many of our students' setups. Mm-hmm. Next year is gonna be a banner year. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, agreed. And uh, thank goodness that we have uh, passports for vaccines, which just started here in Quebec and and in Canada. Yeah, and uh, I think that's gonna save our businesses this winter. Yeah, because we're experiencing uh, a fourth wave. There were over seven hundred cases here yesterday. Yeah, but they're all um, um, non-vaccinated people. Right. And um, so, if you're vaccinated mm-hmm. and you got your your vaccine uh, passport, yeah, you're able to come. And and then you know, small businesses like ours can operate properly. That's right. Restaurants and all that stuff. So very very thankful that um, our government was smart enough to organize itself in a way that we could operate our businesses indoors yeah. this winter. And that's going to be a big, big help. Yeah, here's your way. Agreed. So I hope it's the same in your neck of the woods. And um, I hope that many of you down in the south have gotten your power back and yeah. uh, things are hopefully getting back to normal for you guys. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we can we can blow some cooler air down from Canada to you, yeah, and and, uh, and cool things off. 
So um, with that, we're, uh, you're in our prayers, you're in our thoughts, and, um, you know, let's, uh, let's, keep, uh, let's keep an eye out this week. Yeah. And enjoy your week. For all of you who are privileged to be able to play golf this week, um, all the best. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. All the best.